I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 144. And it's a little bit different. Yes. Okay. So, does the sound sound different to y'all? Because it is. <laughs> uh, Donna and I are doing the first ever Sinister Sightings from different locations. Yeah. You know, That bitch is quarantined. <laughs> yeah. So, Donna's still sick. So, we're recording in separate locations. And she sounds fucking terrible. So, not only are we in different locations, so the sound is a little bit different, what we're going to do for this Sinister Sightings is I'm going to be the only one reading the stories. So, it'll be a little bit shorter because, you know, I can't be killing my voice. Right, and you're still coughing and stuff. So, look, for real though, we just wanted to say that we really appreciate y'all being so understanding, like, that last week's, well, technically this Monday's episode was different. And that the sound may not be perfect with this. We had to do this for a bonus episode we recorded last night. Yeah. It was, we were like, this is the first ever we've ever recorded separate from one another. Yeah. And when we went to do it, I told her, I was like, you better put your fucking face on the computer because I'm ready to see. I know. I miss you. I was like, I don't care how bad you look. I don't care how covid covid Anyway, how bad you look. <laughs> you don't look bad. You just sound bad. Yeah. And this is me putting on my good voice. Well, let's jump right in to the episode where, sorry for the ones who hate my reading skills, you get a whole fucking episode of it. <laughs> I'm just here to be the peanut gallery. You know, her usual. Uh-huh. I mean, you do more, but you really are the peanut gallery. Uh, okay. I do love peanuts. All right. The first story. Hello again, ladies. My last story was paranormal in nature, so I wanted to share a hysterical true crime story. This is how I was involved as an accidental and very unintentional accessory to the escape of an armed robber. Oh, gosh. I know. What a fucking intro. Right? Okay. Where I live, we have city-provided trash slash recycling barrels that we put out once a week to get picked up. My husband and I are terrible at remembering to bring the barrels back into our driveway, so they sometimes sit on the side of the road for a few days. FYI, our trash goes out on Friday. Girl, me too. Well, my trash goes out on a Thursday, but it will sometimes be like Sunday before I bring it in. It just really depends. I know. And when I take my trash out on Wednesday night, um, that's usually when I check the mail. Yeah, you're terrible at your mail. Well, because I can't just pull up to it. You can just pull up to yours. I can't do that. I have to get out and get it. And I am lazy. (laughs) And your mailbox is huge. Oh, yeah. It can hold like a week's worth of mail. Yeah. We also live at the end of a dead end street. The street leads to a wooded walking path that spans a good portion of the city. Anyway, after leaving our bins out for a few days, my husband brought them in on the following Monday when he got home from work. That Tuesday or Wednesday, I brought out bags of trash. At the bottom of my trash barrel was a sweatshirt and a baseball cap that definitely did not belong to either of us. My first thought was, oh my God, someone murdered someone and left their bloody clothes in my barrel. I then dismissed that thought because I'm paranoid from all the true crime I listened to. Since we had left our bins out for a few days, I reasoned that our neighbors or someone walking decided to get rid of something and just threw it in the bin that was available. I didn't think much of it and went about my business. The following week, we were contacted by police asking to look at our security footage camera as there had been a bank robbery not too far from my house. 
Apparently, the suspect escaped down our road and they wanted to see if there was footage of him passing by. Given the time that had passed, there was no longer stored footage of anything that didn't activate the motion sensor. So, I had nothing to help. Fast forward a few days when I'm eating lunch with a coworker. All of a sudden, I drop my fork and say, I think I need to call the police. I called the officer and left a voicemail telling him that I found a sweatshirt and a hat in my bins a few weeks ago. Now, remember, our trash goes out on Friday, which had long passed. And the clothing went out with the bins the previous week. So because I had thrown out the evidence, I had to make a formal statement to the police about what I had seen and when. And that is how I accidentally threw out evidence to a robbery. Helpful tip for all of you. If your crime senses are tingling, do not ignore them. I feel like a moron for ignoring my natural instinct and will definitely be calling the police anytime I see something weird in the future. Thank you for being such wonderful podcasters and having a welcoming community. Y'all rock. Creep it real. Megan. Oh my gosh, Megan. Oh my gosh. I, well, one, remember that time that I was late on putting trash out or whatever and I had like some trash I needed to throw out and uh-huh. I had to go and I went to like my groomers and did it. And I was like, oh, I'm weird. And I threw trash in there because I didn't want people to think I was a murderer and like throwing stuff away. Who's this random person just driving up to see about it. But I would totally do what you did. I look in my bin and if there's something in there, I'm like, Oh, they must have not got it or whatever. I would not thought anything about it. Clothing, I would have been like, that's weird. But then I would have moved the fuck on. Yeah. Like, I would have been like, yeah. Because I'm on a busy street. So I would have done the same thing and been like, oh, somebody's walking and needed to throw some shit away. And usually they throw it in my yard. But this time they were nice enough to put it in my trash can. Right. Yeah. And I mean, people walk up and down here and like shit happens. So I was like, yeah, that's what I would do. Because fuck a fucking litter bug throwing your shit in my yard. Yes. Ugh. I hate that. I hate that. Like, keep it in your car until you get out at a gas station, a fucking anything. Literally anything. Uh-huh. The McDonald's drive through put it in their trash can. Yes. Which a lot of people do. Because I'm like, um, I was about to put my junk in there and it's full. And I don't want to put my junk that has like my address on it. Like, right where it's like too full god yeah meanwhile everybody that works at those places is like stop cleaning your fucking car out in our trash can I do. but better than on the side of the road yes the next one is rebecca h haunted dorm part two hey ladies i'm currently listening to your podcast and i wanted to write to you about more events that happened when i moved into the haunted dorm besides seeing shadow figures constantly hearing voices and things moving, there were some other events that were less talked about. Like what I feel was a straight up possession of one of my friend's boyfriends. My friends and the others that lived in the hallway of the four rooms that were being affected all had classes together for the most part. So naturally, our other close friends and their significant others would hear about this stuff too. Half of the time, We already weren't sleeping well and trying to deal with the constant anxiety of never knowing what was going to happen while still trying to pass classes. It was a lot. But when a friend's boyfriend decided to challenge the spirits is when it got really bad. C, as I will call him, did not think that it was legit and decided to march down the stairs of one of the rooms and yell out something like, if you're so tough, come challenge me. I don't even think you're real anyway. Yeah, that's always the best thing to say to anyone who knows anything about ghosts, demons, and has ever seen any horror movies. That basically sparked a whole new set of events that no one, especially him, 
was ready for. I instantly told him that was not respectful. Why would you do that? That's going to make them angry. And it did. A few weeks later, my friend Kay, who is his girlfriend, was up in his room, which happened to be on the top floor of our dorm. She was sitting on the futon and C was at the sink in the front of the room. We had sinks in our dorm rooms. When suddenly C let out this odd, uncomfortable sound that Kay had never heard before. She quickly starts saying his name and asking him if he's okay. He turns to her and she instantly starts freaking out. His face had changed and he's just fuming. He starts coming at her with what she describes as a harmful intent. She starts trying to talk to him and saying, please don't hurt me. What are you doing? As he gets to her, she puts her legs up to block him and he instantly snaps out of whatever trance he was in and asks her what's wrong. Of course, Kate is bawling and terrified. She's like four feet tall and maybe 125 pounds. C is six feet and around 300 pounds. So I would have been equally as scared and freaked out. Later, they came down to our rooms and Kay was crying and terrified and begins to tell us what happened. C plays it off like it's BS and that he's fine. He decides he's over the whole conversation and walks out of the door. Within minutes, he comes in breathing heavily, saying something was following him. We're all by the door trying to figure out what's going on when suddenly I notice C's face starting to change. His personality becomes very hostile and I swear to all things, his eyes got almost black. I ask him if he's okay, to which he replies, I'm fine. My friend S, who's my sweet mate and whose Batman doll moved on its own, looks at me questioningly. I whisper to her, go get your rosary. Her mother had given it to her, and I know that spirits do not particularly like to have holy objects around. After she got it, you could tell C, or whatever was in him, was not a fan. I told him to take it, and that if he was really fine, it wouldn't be a big deal. He quickly declined. After several minutes, he finally took it and quickly handed it back. Then his face became even more angry. I will never forget the look on his face that was a cross between something demonic and just plain predator. Most of my friends had already ran to my sweet mate's room, already freaked out by the previous situation, while S and I were trying to figure out if C was legit playing us or if he was actually dealing with something. After seeing C's face change for the second time into something worse and more terrifying, I quickly looked at S and said, run. We quickly ran through the bathroom and attempted to shut and lock her door on the other side as C is coming through, trying to get in, yelling angrily from the other side. After we made sure all the doors were locked, C was banging on the doors, yelling to let him in. Uh, fuck no. From my days of watching paranormal stories, I know that saying the St. Michael's Prayer tends to help with angry evil spirits. I quickly pulled up the prayer on my phone and told the girls that I didn't care what their religion was, but we were going to say this prayer so everyone joined hands. We all said the prayer together, and as soon as the prayer ended, the banging stopped. C quietly knocked on the door and asked why it was locked and why he was outside, literally like nothing had happened. He played it off, and I heard from Kay that he later broke down about it. Shortly after, he dropped out of college, and we all cut ties. But I kid you not, when I asked later on on an EVP session about C, the spirit, I shit you not, ladies, it said, 
demon and it is always with him. Uh Uh-uh. Right? Sorry for the long email, ladies, but not many people get to know these stories since most would think I'm batshit crazy. Sorry for such a long email. I'll write in again soon for part three, the final set of stories about the dorm. Thank you for all that you do, ladies. Creep it real. Oh my gosh, Rebecca. What? Why do people like think it's a good idea to be like, oh, I'm going to taunt this spirit. Like, whether it's demon, whether it's spirit, wherever. Like, don't taunt something. Like, first of all, it's just rude. Yes. Well, and, okay, there is a difference in, I mean, like, yeah, you shouldn't taunt something. But there's a difference in going to it to, like, and you know stuff about, like, ghosts and what can happen and all the things. But, like, if you don't believe in it and you're just, like, rah ha 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 um, that's going to only be negative anyway. You know what I mean? If you're like, but wait, if you're like what? Um, I don't know. Uh, you said rah, 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 rah. Oh. <laughs> Donna has COVID brain. She did not understand that. No. <laughs> you said rah, 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 rah. <laughs> and then did not understand what I was asking. No. <laughs> Well, we are ready for fucking part three, so send that shit in. Yes. Like ASAP. Okay, the next one is called Alfred and Dozer. Hey, ladies, it's me, your favorite Pacific Northwest creepster, Jackie. I've got two for y'all this time. One kind of spooky and one funny sleepy story starring my fiancé. The house my fiancé, daughter, and house cow Rottweiler live in was built in 1938. Donna, how you say that, dog? Rottweiler. <laughs> Say it one more time for the people in the back. Rottweiler. <laughs> oh my god, that doesn't get old. <laughs> Rottweiler. <laughs> I'll never have one of those dogs. I kind of wish you were reading this story so that you could have said it again. And I would have said it. Like, yes, y'all. She says sometimes she says Rottweiler, but sometimes she says Rottweiler. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's just because I got trouble with called. my R's and my W's at one time that I said Wattwalla. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Rottwalla. <laughs> okay. It was originally built as bachelor officer housing for a nearby military base. We've got a ghost that I lovingly called Alfred. Alfred likes to hide things. Now, usually he gives it all back, except for my car key. That fucker took my computerized key for my Honda. Three months and $300 later, it's still not been found. Not only did I have to pay for a new key programming fee, I also had to have it towed to the dealer. Before anyone asked, yes, we searched the entire house. My fiance drill instructor flipped the whole house. Let's just say furniture was literally turned upside down. Alfred the ghost also likes to set off my smoke alarms in the dead of the night multiple times. I threatened to sage his ass right out of the house if he doesn't act right. Time for the funny sleepy story. So my fiance's nickname is Dozer and for good reason. He doesn't really snore. It's more of a rumble. He also talks in his sleep. One night, we were in bed, and he starts mumbling to himself. I nudged him. That usually works to quiet him. Not this time. He said in his outside voice, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have a girlfriend. You better believe I sat straight up and yelled, the fuck you don't. (laughs) I may have proceeded to beat him with my pillow. He woke up and asked what the hell I was doing. I told him what he said, and he laughed at me. Apparently, I didn't wait for him to finish in his sleep. In his dream, he was talking to someone, explaining that we were engaged. Oops, good thing he loves me. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to my stories. Have a lovely day, Jackie. Oh my God, that is so funny. Colby, when he doesn't have on his sleep machine, his sleep app, his, what are they, CPAP, uh, that motherfucker talks so much, like full on conversations. Sometimes that you can completely understand him clear as day. And sometimes it's gibberish, but God, and of course I can't remember anything he says right now, but it's usually funny. Yeah, that is great. I love like that he remembered it too. was like, no, 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 you cut me off. Like, I remember that conversation and I was going to say blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, I just remember one. Because, you know, Colby's a pipe fitter. And um, one time in his sleep, he said, that's some good looking pipe. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, but he, if you wake him up when he's talking like that, he can tell you what he was talking about, too. Just like this. Wow. Also, as far as Alfred, um, I'm wondering, can't you do something? Can't you, like, pin something? What's the thing that they you did that story that on? That imp. Yeah. Yeah. Like pin him on the wall or something. Uh, tell me. Tell me what it is. Well, I don't remember for sure, but Courtney uh, had said it. Um, she said, like, you tell him, like, okay, I've got you. I'm pinning you up and I'm not going to let you down until, like, you give me my car keys back. I think that's what she said. That was a long time ago. And again, I got COVID brain right now. And y'all, brain fog really happens. But then. Add that onto my normal brain fog that I have from autoimmune, and it's not great. I can't find the episode that it is, but Donna does an episode on imps, and she talks about it more. But I'm wondering if that might work of like, no, give me my fucking shit. They also say if you leave like offerings and stuff. I was just about to say that. Yep. I mean, at least you'd have a backup key, and then you could just pay the programming fee. Right. Okay, the next one. Some creepy shit is going on. Hi, friends. I've been planning on telling you my story for a while, but my most recent experience definitely set the plan in motion. I've had experiences all my life. I have lived and worked in haunted places before. I'll tell y'all the story of my house if you want. Uh, Of course we want. And I have felt spirits all my life and always felt I was being followed even as a kid. I'm now 22 and hadn't had a notable experience in like three years. So I thought maybe I just grew out of it, but apparently not. The usual stuff that happens almost daily is hearing talking that sounds far away. And sometimes I hear vintage music. I thought I was just remembering the songs, but some I have never heard. So how could I remember it? It sounds like a muffled old-time radio in the other room. Not like singing in your head, if that makes sense. It didn't sound like it was coming from my mind. Another common occurrence is finding pennies my grandmother hides for me when I'm going through a difficult time. I was hospitalized a few years ago for my mental health. Don't worry, I see my therapist weekly and my psychiatrist monthly, so I'm doing much better now. And I found pennies almost every day. I've even found one in my compost bin. It's a big Rubbermaid tub and brown paper as bedding with some tiny holes I screwed on the lid and the sides so worms can breathe. I only wear grubby clothes to deal with it because, ooh, worm poop and old food scraps. So I've never been working in it with regular clothes that may have change in them. I was scraping out the compost to use in my garden, and I got down about three-fourths of the way to the bottom, and I found a beautiful, shiny penny. 
You'd think it would look all gross from being in the compost for months, but it wasn't. That's the kind of stuff that I'm used to. I hear, feel, and see things often, so it isn't new, but it's not usually seeing them in the world. I would see flashes of color going by, movements out of the corner of my eye, and usually those are not very invasive of my personal space. I have a few more experiences, but let's get to the most recent one. I live in an apartment with my partner and our roommate, and we moved here last July. I'm a practicing witch, so I'm pretty good about my cleansing, banishing, and warding in my space. So I haven't really felt anything here until recently. I have been working on deepening my craft, so I looked into empaths and mediums because I probably should actually try to figure out what's happening to me. I'm not claiming to be either one of those yet because I want to understand what it truly means before applying anything to my personal craft. Since I have worked on this, little things keep happening. Knocking in the walls, hitting the window twice, and I keep hearing what sounds like what a show from the 50s would sound. The kind of strange laugh tracks and transatlantic accent. You know what I mean? I had been laying in bed in the morning and my partner had went to the store and our roommate was in his bedroom. I got up to go to the bathroom and then stood at the counter washing my hands and I felt a slight bit of air on my neck. Not quite breathing, but very gentle blowing, like someone trying to soothe the burn. I kind of shook it off and explained it as feeling some stray hair rubbing weirdly. I looked back down at my hands and all of a sudden I felt someone blow straight into my ear, like hard, cold wind. I jumped and looked over expecting to see my partner, but then I remembered he was at the store and my roommate wouldn't follow me into the bathroom to scare me like that. I was completely alone. I try to rule out the mundane before jumping to conclusions, so I thought maybe it was a piece of my hair that fell out of my bun, there was a piece near my ear that had come out, but no matter how I dropped it or moved it, I couldn't repeat the feeling. It didn't even feel close to someone blowing in my ear. To avoid completely freaking myself out, I said maybe it was my grandmother checking on me. I asked my mother if her mom ever did that. She said no. According to my mother, I've always been sensitive to energies. She told me that I used to have tea parties in the middle of the night with an imaginary friend. When she asked me who I was talking to, I said grandma. I think this was an incredible experience for my mother because her mom passed away due to a rare form of cancer called leiomyosarcoma while she was pregnant with me. She passed away a few months before my birth and my mom truly hasn't recovered from the pain of losing her. She's still heartbroken. I didn't get to meet her mom, although it feels like I already have. I've always wanted to understand what I can do and I want to see a medium. I just want to know who is around me and why, but my mom said that it attracts more energies and they may not be pleasant. I haven't decided what to do. I don't know if she's right, but I'm curious about it. If y'all have any information on what I should do, I'd love to hear it. I have many more creepy stories where that comes from, so if you want to hear them, let me know. Sorry this was so long. I'm a talker, talker, Betty Crocker for sure. (laughs) Finally, I just need to tell you that y'all brighten up my days. I get so spooked by your stories both true crime and paranormal. It feels like we're friends in a way. I appreciate everything you guys do and you have such an impact on my life. You've helped me gain confidence, laugh more often, and I feel like I have found my people. I hope you know how important you are. Love, Alex. Well, first, I'm going to steal that talker talker Betty Crocker because that's hilarious. And perfectly describes you. Mm. I mean, me too. Well, I'm a talker Betty Crocker. I'm not a talker talker. You're a talker talker. 
Yeah. I don't know what I just said, but I meant talker, talker. That's really hard to say. Say it fast. Talker, talker, Betty Crocker. Okay. I can just say all the talkers. (laughs) They're my people. But Alex, I think you should go to a medium, but I don't know what I'm talking about. However, hopefully someone who's listening, they're not afraid to give their opinion and they will... Um, they'll message you on the Facebook group. Yeah, if you want to like make a post being like, hey, I'm Alex from The Thing, or just if anybody has any advice, put it on the Facebook group because I don't fucking know. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know. I was going to say, I wouldn't think it would open more energies, but it does. I mean, yeah, it does. It does. But also, curiosity killed the cat. So if you, I'd rather you do it with a medium who's, you know, experienced in that. And can guide you on how to deal with it, how to turn yourself off, like close yourself off instead of like, you know, what we all do, like YouTube it for a few hours and be like, okay, I got this. I don't know how you find a legit medium. So if you know how to do that, let us know because I want to go to one, but I don't know how to find a legit one. Yeah. And send in all the stories. Your stories are so good. Okay. Last one, my cousin's Facebook murder. Oh, gosh. Hello, ladies. I'm sitting in a quick true crime story about one of my cousins. For privacy reasons, I'll be changing the names in the story and will not be including my own as I don't know everyone's families who are involved. This story takes place in a large Indiana city in 2011. My 19-year-old cousin, Erica, had just broken up with her 40-something-year-old boyfriend who doesn't even deserve a fake name for reasons I don't know. A few days after their breakup, Erica went back to her ex's house to pick up some of her belongings. She took her high school friend Brad with her to help gather her things and to be a source of support. When they walked in the house, her ex promptly shot both of them. Then he posted this on Facebook. Someone called 911, three bodies dead at his address. I've killed Brad, Erica, and myself. People were warned not to fucking play with me and ruin me. They didn't listen. Sorry about your luck. Oh my gosh. Soon after the post was created, a woman across the country in Washington saw it and called 911. This woman was a Facebook friend with the ex, but had never met him in real life. He more or less had just randomly added her at one point in time. About 20 minutes after she called, police showed up to the house and found all three dead. After killing two teens and making a show of it on Facebook, the coward took his own life. As much as I wish this asshole was rotting away in prison right now, I'm somewhat comforted knowing that if hell exists, he's definitely rotting away there. Thanks, ladies, for sharing this story and so many others. And thank you, lady on Facebook, for seeing the post and taking action. Carrie, as long as people are murderous assholes, I promise you will never run out of stories. Creep it real, ladies. Oh, my gosh. What in the actual fuck? That's so sad. So sad. I was going to say, it reminded me of um, Fried Green Tomatoes when Iggy goes to get Ruth and she brings... Uh, Big John and yeah, the other you know like yeah, like for for support and protection and all of that and like oh my gosh and there's no way to know that somebody's going to be violent in that way like the, right. you know they broke up it was probably toxic all the things and she's like okay I'm doing my thing I'm breaking up like I'm getting myself out of this mm-hmm. situation and then lo and behold the fucking I mean he 
I don't know. I can't. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Well, and she probably took Brad too because it's like it's another person who's not like family, you know, who's not whatever. So he's probably not going to act a fool with this other person there, you know. And unfortunately, he he did. He didn't care. Gosh. And then like. What in the Gypsy Rose posting the fucking shit on Facebook? Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's just so callous. You know, like, oh, my gosh. And, like, you were warned not to play with me and ruin me. Okay. Like, fuck you, dude. You're so big and bad that as soon as they fucking walked in, you killed him. You know what I mean? That's the ultimate if I can't have her, nobody can. Yes. In, like, the worst possible, most heartbreaking way. Yeah, hopefully y'all are okay with this shorter sinister sightings. I mean, if they're not, it's ending. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, at least we were able to get an episode out to y'all in the midst of fucking COVID and not just a pandemic, like she actually got COVID. (laughs) Right. I can't wait till I can just laugh again. And not hack right after. Yeah, Yeah. we're ready for that too. Corey especially. He's so tired of editing out our coffin. Oh, gosh. I know. Bless him. Thank y'all so, so freaking much for all of your support and sending in these amazing stories. If you want your story read on an episode, send it into aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. And remember, creep it real and don't get scared.